All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to MPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If this is your first time ever seeing my face, hearing my voice, you're like, who is this lady on the internet? I don't know. What does she think she's talking about? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of MPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together, uh, like your biz, uh, registration with the state, your EIN numbers, your DUNS numbers, your contracts, your hiring policies, your basic brand protection strategies. I help you get all of that stuff together so you can legitimize your business and maximize profits, right? Now, all of those things that I help you do, uh, why am I qualified to help you do them? Why am I qualified to help you register your business with the state? Why am I qualified to help you get your EIN and DUNS numbers, get your operating agreements together, get your contracts together? I'm a licensed attorney. I have been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple business. I've been one for 14 years and counting. I've started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful, there are some business concepts that you need to know. There's no way around it, okay? So that is why I am here. So if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need, you know, a a, a legal friend to hold your hand and guide you along the way of this path to entrepreneurship, I want you to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. There you can book a free 15 minute consultation. If you are a first time client, you can also, excuse me, download the free biz launch cheat sheet that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. The, the biz launch cheat sheet is not a joke. Y'all I had somebody, they downloaded the cheat sheet and they already have gotten their LLC filed just using, you know, that download. So please, please, please make sure you take advantage of it. Okay. Um, as well at linktree forward slash MPL consulting from, you can book your one on one coaching sessions, uh, and also pick up my video trainings. Cause sometimes you don't need a one-on-one. Sometimes you just need, you know, a little YouTube video. <laughs> So I have my video trainings uh, over at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, specifically my EIN training, my DUNS number training, operating agreements, and uh, protect your biz training, which takes you through uh, trademarks, copyrights, and patents, and um, helps you differentiate, understand the concepts so that you can protect your intellectual property out there. Hey, Margaret. Um, yeah. All right. So, oh, and at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, you can also subscribe, 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 subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, and the podcast. Y'all know I'm trying to get that YouTube check. (laughs) So go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right. Uh, but that is enough about me. Let's get on to the show. The way that the show works is I pull stories from the news, stories that you guys send me, stories from uh, blog sites that I see that are interesting, and I pull the ones that have concepts that we can learn as business owners, and we talk about them, all right? So uh, this is your time to ask questions. This is your time to give commentary as long as it is respectful, okay? Um, don't be shy. I am going to ask you questions, uh, so be prepared. All right, so let's get to it, I have given you enough of an intro. All right. Uh, first story that we are talking about uh, this evening. So in my polls, uh, my Instagram stories, I put a poll today and I asked you guys if you had ever um, shopped at a grocery store, a grocery store chain called H 
E B. Now, of the people who answered, I think only 12% was a yes, and it was like two people. So I'm going to ask this group here. I know, Trista, you said you don't have an H-E-B where you are. But anybody else watching right now, is there an H-E-B grocery store near you? Or have you ever shopped at one? Okay. And just for kind of context, uh, H-E-B grocery stores seem to be concentrated in the state of Texas. Okay. Um, hey, C4C, you, what, you coming in or are you leaving C4C Global? Because you came in earlier. Um, okay, you never heard of a 76 Grim Cream? Okay, that's cool. I have seen the name of the grocery store, but I did not, I didn't know it was a grocery chain. I just found out it was a grocery chain, to, um, today. You never heard of it, Obed? Yeah, I mean, I had, I had seen the name, but for some, I thought it, they did like office supplies or something. Anyway, H-E-B is a grocery chain, right? Now, um, we all know that what, whatever grocery chain you have near you, right, they have their uh, signature brand, their, their, their private label brand. Like, they don't call it store brand anymore, or they have, like, you know, the, the, um, the kind of just below brand name, brand for this. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but... Think about, so over here we have Giant, right? And Giant, their organic line of produce is called like Nature's Promise, okay? Oh, you have an HEB in your area, C4C Global? Okay, cool. Oh, so this is a great question for you. Um, C4C Global, have you ever have you ever purchased the HEB uh, line of ice cream called Swoon? Deidre, you live in Dallas, so you, you shopped at HEB? Okay, Deirdre, have you purchased the H-E-B, hi, Stacy Joy, have you purchased the A E the H-E-B um, Swoon ice cream? So C4C Global and Deirdre Pollock, um, H-E-B has their private label products, and one of them is, an, is a brand of ice cream. Have you ever purchased H-E-B's ice cream? Let me know, okay? Because this is going uh, to come in handy. Hi, Joss Green 12. Um, so as we know, grocery stores, um, you said yes, no cream creations though. Okay. Cream creations. All right. So as we know, um, grocery stores will carry many different brands, right? Um, they all have different names. So HEB apparently had a contract with a cocktail mix company, a company called Swoon Brands. LLC. They make no sugar, no calorie sugar substitute cocktail mixer. So if you want like a skinny margarita, they got that mix, right? Um, and the, the, uh, the name of the line of cocktail mixes is known as B-Mixed, but the name of the company is Swoon Brands LLC. So when you look at the label, it says Swoon's, you know, B-Mixed, whatever, cocktail, right? Um, HEB, once they realized what was happening, that, that they basically had invited a competitor into their store, they took Swoon's cocktail mixes off the, um, off the shelves. They said, no ma'am, we already have Swoon in this store and it's for our ice cream. Oh, you've had the, 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 um, the Swoon ice cream. Okay. HEB was like, no, man, we, we cannot have Swoon cocktail mixes in here because we already have Swoon ice cream, right? Our ice cream, our Swoon ice cream 
it is not low calorie it is not no sugar it is full fat delicious ice cream and we don't want people being misled and thinking that uh you know our swoon ice cream is in any way related to this swoon cocktail mix because their stuff is all no sugar no calories no nothing no flavor so heb has taken swoon brands uh cocktail mix off of the shelves um now they tried uh they they tried settling this but it didn't work heb is seeking to um that one they're they're suing for trademark infringement they're suing the company for trademark infringement because they already have swoon in the marketplace um trademarked for their private line of foods and they are also asking that the uspto cancel swoon brands trademark okay so do you guys think that heb is doing too much right now remember heb not only are they the house but they have tenants they um they have uh their relatives as tenants in the house and here comes swoon swoon comes in swoon is a stranger but swoon has the same name as one of the relatives and heb is like no 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 there can only be one swoon here so you have to go so now they're trying to get swoon brands this cocktail mix company they're trying to get their trademark canceled now remember heb is most concerned about the fact that they have swoon brand ice cream which is full fat uh, against swoon um swoon brand cocktail mixes which are no sugar no calories no nothing right so knowing that do you think that there is a possibility of confusion between this no calorie no sugar swoon cocktail mix and heb's swoon brand ice cream so deirdre you said that you have purchased heb's swoon brand ice cream if you saw a cocktail mix that had the you know the name swoon on it would you think that it was a store brand or an heb brand product right and you guys feel free to um let me know what your opinions are as well um now i can understand why heb is doing this they don't want competition I don't necessarily um 76k said HEB has a valid argument. I okay, and I don't necessarily think there would be confusion between ice cream and cocktail mixes, but I can see how if I associate the Swoon brand with HEB, I might, you know, be going I, there might be a little bit of confusion. Deidre Pollock said, "Oh yeah, big time." So Deidre said if she saw Swoon brand cocktail mixes in HEB, she would definitely think that it was an HEB product. Trista Bradford said they are well in their rights, and yes, it would be very misleading. Okay, so you guys are all on HEB's side, um, and I can totally see where HEB is coming from. He- from here, as uh, you know, not only the fact you know I'm the landlord, but I'm also the tenant, and you're basically you know my competition, and you know nepotism works. So yeah, we kick out the competition that isn't related to us. Now, do you think they need to go so far as to have Swoon Brands trademark canceled? Cuz that's not cuz that's what they're trying to do. Not only have they they you know they took it out the stores, that is your prerogative, it's your store, right? But now they're suing for trademark infringement and trying to get Swoon Brands trademark canceled. Do you think that 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 that, that is overkill or do you think that that is just enough kill? Um Margaret Massey said, "Don't you have to have a contact to put things in the store?" Yes, you do, which is why I was asking the question, who overlooked the fact that this company was named Swoon Brands, right? How did they even get into the store? 
Margaret, you be thinking, girl. You be thinking. I love it. Um, but yeah, uh, however it happened, it got into the store. But now my question is, is it really that serious for HEB to seek to have Swoon Brands trademark canceled? Any opinions on that before we move on to our next story? Cause I'm very excited about it. Um, but yeah, good luck to, uh, Swoon Brands LLC and HEB. Hi, live like G. Welcome. Um, but yeah, good luck to them. If I'm at, Hey, new Haitian. If I'm ever in, uh, Texas, I, I'm going to check out an HEB. You don't think so, Margaret Massey? You don't, you don't think it's overkill? Okay. 76 Grim K thinks it's overkill. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's a little bit much. You know, it's one thing, fine. You took them out the store, but they're a cocktail mixed brand. They're not, you know, in all lines of foods. Why, why can't you just carve out an exception? I do think trying to get their trademark canceled is, um, is a little bit too much. It's a, it's a different category. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think it's a little bit too much, but I mean, I guess HEB thinks that this is vigorously defending their trademark, you know? All right, let's move on to the next story. Okay, y'all, I asked this in my story, and I got so many funny answers, so I'm going to ask this question again to you guys, and I want you to put, oh, Trista said I agree, it's a, it's a bit much. Hey, Jarek, it is a bit much, right? All right, so I'm going to ask this question. I asked it in my stories. I'm going to ask it to y'all. What do you think of when you hear the phrase, who that? Who that? When you hear the phrase, who that, who do you think of? Now, I posted this in my stories earlier today. Most of the responses that I got said the New Orleans Saints. I got one. So one person said that it reminded me of that song. That's just my baby daddy. Uh, it reminded me of that song by Iggy Azalea. Fancy. The Judge me if you wanna. The song slapped. Okay. Um, somebody else said it reminded them of 90s rap songs. Um, <laughs> Live Like G and Jarek said the Saints. C4C Global said the Cowboys. And C39 said the Saints. Okay. Did you know that the Saints do not have a trademark on who that? Who that? We that? Believe that? Okay. Did Nola? Deirdre Pollock said Nola. Yes. Okay. So we associate this phrase with New Orleans, right? And with the New Orleans Saints. Um. Did you know that who that is owned by some people who live in San Antonio, Texas? Did I not put my title in? No, I didn't. Okay, so I'm going to give you the history behind who that, okay? So in 1983, these two brothers by the name of Steve and Sal Monastere from San Antonio, Texas, they produced a song with Aaron Neville and a group called the Singing Saints, um, and it was called Who Dat, um, right? And then, and the songs. Uh, the song, and then the song started to become associated with the New Orleans Saints. So much so that the Saints um, and the NFL tried to trademark the phrase "Who Dat." Um, the the brothers they didn't really care about it until the Saints won the Super Bowl uh, in 2010 and said. Uh, and then they were trying to sell merchandise. And then the brother was like, "Whoa, there, Daddy, Daddy, uh, that's our trademark. You're gonna run us some money, right?" Um, 
so uh, the brothers, the Monastere brothers, they have this company called Hudat Inc. And through that company, they sell a lot of merchandise that says Hudat on it. Now, they allow the saints, you know, if you want to associate it with the saints, that's all right. But the minute that you start selling merchandise, the brothers are like, no, no, no. So, um, not, so if the saints, oh, Jarek the Floating Yogi said, run that check. Yes, run that check. So the brothers, they are have they have no intentions of letting up on enforcing their trademarks. There is a wing, um, there is a wings restaurant that is opening in New Orleans, and they Margaret Massey said it seems like such a generic phrase. Well, the way it's, I think it's more the way it's said and less of the words, because you're not saying who's that. You're like who that. You got to say it, you know, in a particular way with some up in it, you know. <laughs> but um. Yes, there is a restaurant that is uh, about to open up in New Orleans, and they are calling themselves Hudat Wings. Um, and the, the Monastere Brothers, they are filing for trademark infringement. They said, hey, girl, we have a trademark on Hudat, and you cannot go, come in here and name your restaurant Hudat Wings without at least running it by us first. So um, I thought that this this story was really interesting because I have heard the phrase Hudat but aside from Iggy Azalea, I had always thought that it belonged to the New Orleans Saints. And I didn't know this history behind it. But this is why intellectual property is so important. Because you got these two brothers who wrote this song in the 80s who might not even care about the Saints. Like, they didn't care about the Saints so much that when they tried to initially trademark Houdette, they were like, oh, let that football team go over there and have it, right? So... They, you know, these brothers, they, they took the time out. They had the due diligence to trademark this phrase and look how it's paying off for them. Think about how much merch is probably sold in New Orleans that has Huda on it. And they're not even from New Orleans, right? Uh, Margaret Matthew said, oh no, they better change that. Right. So these brothers who, you know, maybe didn't know that this song was going to be so big, it has turned into a money-making vehicle, and they are going to vigorously defend that against anybody trying to use their phrase. Now, this company that's coming up, Who That Wings, they probably, you know, maybe homegrown in Louisiana, they may not even know the origin of the phrase Who That. They probably just heard it all their life. But um, trademarks never die. Not if you have somebody renewing it and using it steadily. So uh, the, the Monastere brothers are suing Houdat Wings for trademark infringement for their uh, restaurant in New Orleans. Um, now, uh, what, what, like, what do you think about this? Do you think that this Wings restaurant, do, is, are they really a threat to the Houdat Inc. line? Are they doing too much? Or, you know, or are they doing just enough? Because Houdat is a big money maker, right? We don't know this wing restaurant. Is it one location? Is it multiple? What do we think? I just thought it was really surprising. I had no idea that Houdat was not um, owned by the Saints. Jarek said, run that check. <laughs> yes, give the monastery men their money. All right, good for them. Okay, uh, we we might run long today, but that's okay. Third, so before we move on to this third story, I want to remind you guys, you're watching NPL Legal Disc. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using uh, pop culture and celebrity news. You think they're doing too much, Margaret? 
If you're in the startup phase of your business, uh, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm and book yourself a free consultation. You need me in your life. I'm going to help get, help you get your paperwork straight, help get you on straight and narrow so that you can hit these business streets with confidence. All right. Go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. All right. Story number three. Did anybody watch Toy Story 4? Um, Judah said doing too much. They will be running a lot of checks. Hey, look, girl, you got to make your money any way you can. And if the, you know, the brothers, they went to the, to the trouble of trademarking this in the eighties, run me my money, run me my money. (laughs) All right. Okay. If you watch Toy Story 4, please give me a four in the comments. Trista said, get that bag. Yes. Toy Story 4. If you watch Toy Story 4, give me a four in the comments. Okay. Give me a four. Uh, I, I watched it once, but I was kind of like half watching it. I might need to go through it again because I do not remember seeing, um, this character that I'm going to be talking about. No, you did not see it, Trista? Okay. That's cool. Um, look, when Disney Plus came out, they made that for me. So, you know, me and Disney, we like this. All right. Um, nobody saw Toy Story 4? Okay, I don't have no fours. Anyway, Toy Story 1 wasn't... Oh, I like Toy Story! <laughs> anyway, um, if you didn't watch Toy Story, there is a character in there who is voiced by Keanu Reeves. Um, this character's name is Duke Kaboom. And um, his backstory is that he's an 80s um, daredevil kind of you know, motorcycle rider and a man's man's da 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 da. Um, has anybody ever heard of Evil Knievel? If you have heard of Evil Knievel, give me a motorcycle emoji. You saw it since 39. Do you remember the character Duke Kaboom? Um, and if you know who Evil Knievel is, please give me a motorcycle emoji. Jarek the floating yogi, is that your evil Knievel emoji? <laughs> um, if you don't know who evil Knievel is, evil Knievel was like a daredevil. I think he broke like every bone in his body. He would like jump cars on motorcycles and do flips and stuff. Okay. Um, but you know, he was, he was a daredevil motorcycle. Thank you. Um, evil Knievel's son, Kelly Knievel is suing, uh, who did Toy Story, Pixar, whoever does, whoever does Toy Story, um, thank you for the motorcycles. Evil Knievel's son, Kelly, is suing Disney or whoever does Toy Story for, um, copyright infringement. They, he is saying that they based the Duke Kaboom character on his father and they used his father's signature moves and he wants $300,000 for the copyright infringement. Since they not said, yes, that's why he didn't live long. I thought he lived till his 70s. What age was he when he died? Um, oh, Disney does Pixar. Okay, so Toy Story is through Pixar, right? So Evil Knievel's son said, excuse me, you people at Toy Story, you based this character on my daddy. You used his signature moves. I would like a check. A check for $300,000, please. Um... <laughs> Jarek, you want everybody to get run a check. Run that baby check. So I want to know. Now, this is uh this hasn't gone to trial yet. This has just been filed. Do you think that 
Kelly Knievel has a case here. Now, again, I, I have to go back and watch because I do not remember this character. But do you think that Kelly Knievel has a viable copyright infringement? That Duke Kaboom was based on Evil Knievel? That they use Evil Knievel's signature moves? Now, I don't know what his signature moves are, but, um, you know, whatever. Uh, actually, that might be my assignment for the weekend to rewatch Toy Story 4. Jarek the Floating Yogi said, uh, 300K, they could have went in, but a modest 300K run. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. Does anybody think that Evil Knievel's son is owed $300,000 from Pixar? He's saying that they based this entire character on his father's persona, his father's moves, his father's career. Do you guys think that Kelly Knievel is owed a check or is this just a money grab? Um, <clears throat> Margaret Massey said, yes, but I didn't see the movie. Okay, you think that he's owed a check. Um, and you, Sincere39, you saw, you saw the movie, right? Um, do you think that, uh, Kelly Knievel is due a check from Pixar because they based the character on his father? Let me know what you think. Now, again, I have not watched, well, no, I watched it, but I half watched it, so I don't remember what happened. I don't even remember this character, but, you know, I would have to know what, what are the laws of publicity in the state that they are filing this in, Right. Um, William Beauty said 2006 Disney acquired Pixar 76 Grimke said no it's a money grab Sincere 39 said pay the man um, <clears throat> Trista Bradford said he died at 69 and if it's similar then yes they owe him uh, Margaret Massey said he could probably prove his dad's moves and win uh, Jarek the Floating Yogi said thanks brilliant for the info hey you know I try um, uh Brilliant Beauty said, wow, Pixar was purchased for $7.4 billion. Jeez, let me hold something, Pixar. Anyway, um, but yes, Margaret said he could probably prove his dad's moves and win. It's not just moves, though, because remember, when we talk about copyrights, remember, we've had all of these copyright cases for dance moves. You can't copyright a dance move. So it would have to be an overall kind of like, you just basically did a cardboard cutout of Evil Knievel and stuck Duke Kaboom in there. So it wouldn't just have to be the moves. It would be like, you know, what is the background of this character? Remember, I told you that the basis of Duke Kaboom, he's an 80s daredevil um, you know, from Canada, something, something, whatever. I don't know what Evil Knievel's background is, so I can't match it up. But, um, <clears throat> Sincere 39 said, you don't remember the character in the movie? Sincere 39, I was, I was, like, I'm a, I will put a movie on and do work just because I like background noise. It doesn't mean that I'm necessarily watching it. So I, it, it played, but I wasn't paying any attention. Um, but yeah. Um, but we will have to wait and see what the court says about, you know, Evil Knievel and this, uh, Duke Kaboom situation. Um, now, I, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. I would need to know what the, the, the laws are regarding publicity in the state where this is filed. Because you, you, because you have copyright, but then you have state laws that are rights of publicity. And it would, I feel like it would come more under that than copyright, but, you know, that's, that's my own opinion, that's my own opinion, um, all right, so let's move on to our last story of the evening, 
Um, Sincere 39 said, yeah, I'm sure it's based on Knievel. Okay, Sincere 39 saw the movie, and he said it's sure, it's, he's sure it's based on Knievel. So I'm going to trust your judgment, and, you know, they might, they might need to run Kelly a check, okay? All right, last story before we head out for tonight, real quick, we got like three minutes. If you are an Ed Sheeran fan, if you are an Ed Sheeran fan, please give me an E in the comments. If you are an Ed Sheeran fan, please give me an E in the comments, okay? Um, and I'm going to do this real quickly while you guys do that. Now, if, as, if you don't know, uh, uh, Ed Sheeran, he is a musician, um, and he had a song that was very popular called Thinking Out Loud. Um, hold on. Since the other said there were no other fools around doing that crazy stuff. Okay. 76 Grim K gave me E, Trista gave me E. Okay. Uh, do you guys remember Ed Sheeran's song, Thinking Out Loud, right? Um, Ed Sheeran is being sued by Marvin Gaye's estate for that song. Live Like G said he, I, okay. Um, well, he's being sued by Marvin Gaye's estate. They're saying that Ed Sheeran used uh, melodies, harmonies, and beats from his famous song, Let's Get It On. Um, Jarek said E, lowercase E, because I don't follow like a fan. Okay. Anyway, um, yes, so they're saying that Ed Sheeran used melodies, harmonies, and beats from let from Marvin Gaye's, you know, iconic song, Let's Get It On. Now, Ed Sheeran, on the other hand, he is not denying that he used, um, you know, pieces of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, but he said that he used things that were in the public domain, chord progressions and, and drum patterns. Uh, now, they are set to go to trial November 9th, and I am giving you guys a little bit of homework to do tonight. I want you to go and listen to Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, and then go listen to Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. And tomorrow night, I'm going to ask you guys whether you think that there, that there are similarities to it. Ed Sheeran is not denying that he used chord progressions and drum patterns. His, the family is saying he used whole melodies and harmonies, which are a different thing. Um, Sincere39 said the gay estate is undefeated in Los Angeles. Yes, because they sued Robin Thicke for that blurred lines, and they took all his money. Um, but yeah, so if you if you are up to the task, my, you know, my, my NPL legal dish family, I want you to go listen to Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud, and then listen to Marvin Gaye's Get It On, Let's Get It On, and uh, tomorrow night, I will ask you guys if you think that, uh, you know, if there are, if it's too similar, okay? Deidre um, <clears throat> Pollock said, is this similar to the case with Robin Thicke and Pharrell? Right, it is, it is. Uh, Live Like G said, but if he got it from the public domain, can't he use it? It isn't fair use. He's, well, there are different parts of the song that are fair use. When you think about it, a song, there are so many different parts. You have the vocals, you have the chords, you have the songwriting, you have the production, you have, you know, the drumming. There are so many different parts to a song. So different parts become available at different times. Um, yes, since they thought now they took all his money. Um, so Ed Sheeran is saying the parts of the song that he used are public domain. You can use chord progressions. You can use drum patterns. The family is saying, no, no, no. You used the melodies and harmonies of this song. So remember, when you listen to Blurred Lines, it sounds just like um, 
do, do, do. I, I don't remember, but you know, it sounds just like the song. Basically, the gay family is making the same argument here. You didn't just use a few notes. You didn't just use a beat. You used the whole melody. Um, Sincere 39 said just six million. That's enough money, Sincere 39. Um, Trista Bradford said, I'm on his side. It's broken up in a way that it's not as blatant, it, that it's not as blatant as blurred lines. Huh, okay. So I have homework for myself too um, tomorrow or tonight. But tomorrow night, I want to come back here and get a consensus. Do we think that Ed Sheeran, you know, did a good job of kind of uh, not infringing too much on let's get it on? Or is he pulling another Robin Thicke? So that is the assignment that I have for you guys for tomorrow evening, all right? Okay, so those were the stories that I had for you this evening. Y'all were fantastic. Uh, as always, I love uh, being on here with you guys. You're very energetic. You're very intelligent. Your questions and your comments are really dope. Uh, we will be back here tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, for another show. I'm going to leave a few minutes open for Q&A. So if you do have questions about the business formation process, tomorrow is the night to ask. Um, Oh, do I have anything to tell you? Uh, nothing scheduled for right now, but, um, do, I mean, just try it out. You don't have to, I ain't going to judge you if you don't do it, but go try and check out Ed Sheeran's Thinking Out Loud and Marvin Gaye's Get, um, Let's Get It On and see if we can come to a consensus tomorrow. Okay. So have a good night guys. Take care of yourselves. I will see you tomorrow. Um, bye. <laughs>